Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're here for Wide Receiver Week. Now, Jeff, into the Wide Receiver Rankings episodes. We'll do our top 15 today, but... Hopefully it goes well because we are actually in separate locations today. One of the only, what, the third time out of almost 100 podcasts that we haven't been in the same room, room to record, I think. So, yeah, it feels a bit strange <laughs> without having you right by my it side. Does. It's a little, little different, but we're definitely want to keep getting these episodes out to everybody, especially this time of year. This is the time of year where you need these rankings episodes, not even necessarily about the ranks, but just about the players and all that good stuff, all the news coming out, all the moving people around so we got top 15 today we're pretty much you know consensus wise we're pretty close on all these so there's not going to be any major surprises in our top 15 we're not going too crazy and wide receivers are so deep so once we get through this top 15 list i bet you there's going to be a lot of people that are wondering where their guy is you know what i mean it's we're going to miss some names here in the top 15 but i would say what after the top 15 the next like seven eight guys we easily could all put in there i wouldn't mind putting them in there and just Got to make a decision at some point, basically. All right, but before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can always send us a question there at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We got a bunch of questions coming in. We're going to do a mailbag episode Friday. We've already been looking over some of these questions and actually discussing them already, trying to get, you know, figure out the best answers for everybody, make sure we get, you know, help everyone with their draft so we're going to do all of that for you guys but before we get into the actual rankings we might as well hit some news up here jeff what do you got you got some news for me yeah i mean what do you think about this cutler news where he is now the helming the miami dolphins i you know i don't think it's gonna affect much it's funny because i think cutler is gonna all of a sudden maybe even get like drafted and drafted higher than I, just because he got signed, it's a weird thing. But if he had stayed with the Bears or signed with anybody, if he had signed with the Dolphins in the preseason, he wouldn't be getting, or, you know, or the offseason, he wouldn't be getting drafted at all, probably. But, I mean, really, what's this do, though, to Parker, Landry, Stills? Does it affect them, you think? Yeah. I, Who do you think takes the biggest jump, if anything, if there is a jump to be had? Yeah, I, I don't know if it really affects anyone too much. I think, if anything, um, it, it helps my my thought that I think maybe Devontae Parker can really take another step forward because I feel like Devontae Parker is very similar to the to the wide receivers he's had in the past, you know, big and athletic. Um, so I, I think actually it could help him because he can get down the field. You know, Cutler has a huge arm. Um, I mean, that's never in question. It's more of his decision-making. So I think Devontae Parker, this could actually aid in his development, actually. Yeah, I mean, part, I mean, part, yeah. Cutler always had those big receivers to throw to, Marshall, Jeffrey, you know, those kind of the guys. Seemed like he, I mean, it just, maybe that was just because that's who was there, that's who he threw to. Maybe he didn't have that Landry type. I guess that's to be seen, but I, he, he feels like a kind of guy who's going to throw it around a little bit, you know. I I just don't know. I don't, it doesn't, it's not enough to move the needle, though, really. I still like Parker, though. It doesn't. It's not enough to hurt my, you know, like, liking of Parker for the year. That's pretty much how it is. This doesn't affect much in that way. I'm just going to slot cut, put cut right into where I had Tannehill ranked, I think, 
and call it a day. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, think that's, not... I think that's fair. I, I think that's about where he deserves to be anyway. Cutler wasn't some, yep. you know, huge fantasy quarterback. Uh, you know, I mean, he had a few years where he played really, really well as far as fantasy goes. But, um, yeah, the majority of the time he's kind of mediocre at best. So I don't think this changes much. He has a couple of good wide receivers, but they still have a good run game. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's never quite, I feel like, lived up to what he could have been. And at this point, I doubt he will. But, hey, he's serviceable. Get him in a, maybe a bye week. It's two QB leagues for sure. He's going to be on somebody's roster, but that's about it. All right, what else we have this week? Obviously, Quincy Anunwa, I think, is the big news here. Everyone kind of had him as a maybe a sleeper receiver just because of, I mean, someone at New York had to get the targets. It was going to probably be a noon one, but now he's gone out for the year. It looks like with a neck injury. Is there absolutely, is there anybody there? <laughs> or are you just, I mean, who is no, there? I mean, t- taking wide receiver one right now, I mean, the speculation is Robbie Anderson is going to take it. And I try not, or that, I try not yeah. to laugh. I mean, or, I, I don't even know anything about Robbie Anderson. I mean, a noon was going to be a unknown, uh, you know, number one wide receiver on a, a very very poor offense. I, I have no idea what to expect from this guy. So no, it's, it's Anderson showed a little. Yeah, he I mean he had some flashes last year. I mean, very very short flashes from Anderson. Maybe he could do something, but I mean, there's there's nothing to be excited about with Josh McCown throwing him the ball. I mean, they're just going to use these young guys. That um, Stewart out of Alabama, that receiver, maybe they'll try him in there. They're just going to try whatever. I mean, shoot, they're using with Powell and Forte out right now. They're using Elijah McGuire as their number one running back. So who knows? They might just go all young and just be completely. You're not going to. I mean, you're not going to touch anybody. I mean, I think without a number one receiver, I mean, how are teams going to respect the pass at all? It's going to. They're going to just stack the box against Powell and Forte. Yeah, I mean, it's just one more one more thing that they're going to have to, you know, <laughs> deal with. I feel that whole offense is in uh, uh, just a bad way. I mean, not only is your quarterback situation a complete mess, and, you know, I have nothing against Josh McCown, but, you know, space filler until they can find a franchise guy. And now one, they're one kind of bright yep. spot where they thought maybe they could bring this wide receiver along and he could turn into something down the road um, in a Nunwa. And now he's gone for the season with a neck injury, which sounds ominous at best. Um, and you know, and then Powell and Forte yep. aren't exactly young. They're, I mean, Forte is older, but Powell's like what twenty eight anyway. So I mean, <laughs> twenty yeah, going to be twenty nine. So maybe why not use that? <laughs> maybe use that's like maybe they might get to go. I mean, right now I both mean. are hurt, Forte and Powell, and they're talking about how right now Elijah McGuire is getting. Um, all the first team reps because no one else is available. So who knows? Maybe he'll jump in there and they'll be their guy. All right. Some other news, I guess it'd be maybe Andrew Luck stuff here. I mean, what I do mean, you got on Luck? It's sounding. No, I mean, one, it's just one more strike against a guy. Um, obviously, he's very, very special when he's in there. But, um, you know, he hasn't been able to throw yet. And then, hey, he might miss week one. Um, it's just, it feels like one of these yep. situations where they start dragging it out and all of a sudden he's missing two weeks guaranteed and then maybe it'll be three and then and every time that a week goes by without him in there not only does it hurt his um you know his stature in the fantasy but it, it's hurting uh ty's and it's hurting Moncrief. so um that whole offense is really the linchpin is luck so if he's not in there i think it hurts everyone's value um and personally for me and we'll get into it but um i did have to drop Moncrief down a bit 
because I, I think it's scary not having that talented guy in there. Yep. And he, he's not going to make today's episode, so we don't have to worry about him until right. Thursday's episode. Yeah, he's he's dropped for me as well, just the whole whole situation, you know. Yeah, it's just it's an unknown. Up in the air. And Other than that, though, oh, sorry. Well, oh, just, I mean, <laughs> who is going to take the – his spot if, if he doesn't if he's not able to go week one or if he misses multiple weeks who knows I mean the guy behind him right now is Tolzien so I mean yeah I don't know what that's gonna look like um I, <laughs> I mean one once again I mean can you even are you gonna lean on the run heavy does that mean you know Gore is gonna get a, a ton of carries is he gonna be worn down maybe the uh, the backup uh, Marlon Mack will actually see reps early if they're going to run that much. I mean, yep. the luck thing really is interesting because I think it changes the whole dynamic of the team. So that one is something yep. I'm going to look uh, look into a lot and probably uh, something that's going to change my rankings quite a bit if, if luck misses you know multiple games. Uh, some other just minor news. Anquan Bolden signed with the Bills. Um, I guess, if anything, he's not really relevant, but maybe it takes some catches away from Zay Jones possibly, but I, I don't know if it's much of – anything there i mean how much can bolden really do i think he's gonna be a red zone target he's almost basically like a tight end he's like an antonio gates i think use him in the red zone you know that kind of thing so i'm not expecting much there then uh vikings finally they activated latavius murray from the pup list so he's finally gonna get into some preseason action some training camp maybe see if he has anything if he's gonna be able to take any work away from delvin cook who's been looking good so other than that that's about it that's all i got yeah. Might as well move right to the episode here. Got our top 15 ranks. I guess it's probably no surprise here that Antonio Brown ended up number one. What do you I mean? You can't go wrong with him. That's pretty much it. Antonio Brown, he's going to catch, I mean, a ridiculous amount of passes. I think Martavis Bryant being there only helps him because what did he have last year opposite of him? Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers. I mean, no one could take away the defenses of attention, and he still did what he did. With Bryant there, it's just going to, I think, open it up more. I mean, you no, can't go wrong with it. The guy Brown. really is unstoppable. And you just look at the past four years and what his uh, positional rank was as a wide receiver. And the last four years was he was eighth overall, then he was first, first, and then third. So not only do you get a, a wide receiver that can, you know, get you points game to game but he he is the safest bet at wide receiver that you can possibly make um and hence why i had to put him begrudgingly i had to put him number one he's just too good he's just yeah. too good he's too safe and um i mean he really can do it also and roethlisberger is back uh that offense like you said hasn't changed besides you may maybe got a little more potent with uh with brian on the other side of him so gotta love him he should be the first wide receiver off the board and that's not gonna be a surprise to anyone yeah, and the only question really becomes with Brown is where do you most people where do you pick him in the in the first round if you're in a snake draft? And I've seen I've been starting to see him go ahead of Zeke a lot at the, as the number three because of Zeke, you know, basically because of just the looming suspension here possibly for Zeke. So Brown ends up going ahead of Zeke, but I'm still not doing that. I mean, personally, I'm still gonna go Zeke even if it's like a two game suspension. I guess for me. The question becomes, and this is pretty much just an our podcast um, decision here because I don't seem this doesn't seem to be the norm. Is it's Antonio Brown or Sean McCoy? It seems like consensus wise, it's Brown over McCoy. I mean, are you still are you thinking that, or do you still go McCoy over Brown and get those running backs? Yeah, uh, 
you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a tough, tough one, one, right? Yeah. And Antonio Brown, like I said, he's safe. So if you wanted to go that route, I couldn't fault anyone for it. Um, for me, I'm still I'm still going running back, and that's only because running back is so much more difficult to get. I'm not saying that McCoy is necessarily a better player than him, but I, I think it's easier to make up for wide receivers. So I'm I'm still going for a, a running back, and tell you the truth, I I might even go uh, Melvin Gordon over him. I might even go almost five yep. running backs deep. That's that's how seriously I take the the running back position this yep. year. Um, and if you don't get one of those five guys it becomes very difficult to to not be hurting at, at running back or get some guys that you're not too sure of. Um, no, if, we, like I said, Antonio Brown, if you're going to go wide receiver, as safe as you can get. So I, I don't mind that, but me personally, I would go running back. Yeah, we're, we're actually going against the norm with that, which kind of surprised me. I mean, just running back gets ugly early. And so I just think you need that first-round guy. So I still go McCoy over Brown. But, I mean, I've been seeing people go Brown, but – I mean, I guess that, that's what you want to do. Hopefully, you get. Hopefully, somebody falls there in the second for you. That's pretty much all I can say. It's just it's it's a, it ends up being usually like a Todd Gurley, and that's not what I want as my first running back. No, so. and I, it scares me more about the second running back. I mean, you know, you have Gurley. Yeah, and true. That's that's great, but the the one you're going to get after that, that's the one that scares me. Well, it ends up being like you have to go like it's like Gurley Fournette, or it's like Gurley Lamar Miller Fournette. You know, Crowell, those kind of guys. You get two of those guys, which I guess could be fine, especially if Fournette is something and if Gurley steps up. I mean, then it, then it works great. That's the chance you're taking. But I'm not sold on those two guys yet, but it, it, it could work out great. It really could. Yeah. If, you know. I think that's kind of how it's going right now. I'm kind of terrified that more people will go for the running back, um, kind of seeing how, how shallow it is. And then yep. especially if you're that, if you're in the top, you know, top – Say you're right after number three, or you're number three, and you have to decide between a suspended Zeke or a McCoy. Um, all of a sudden, that's a long time to get back around to you. Uh, that's where you. I, that's that's terrifying to think that Lamar Miller has to be in my starting lineup every single week for me. And I know people love Lamar Miller, but that's when it drops off and gets really risky for me. Yep, that's. I mean, we'll talk about it on another show here where we talk about it, like our an auction draft review of the auction we just did. Just to give people it used to, you know, just an idea of what's going on in an auction. But Lamar Miller in a two hundred dollar budget went for what fifty bucks because people running backs were gone. That is an insane price to me, just completely crazy. But it kind of shows that running back is just. I think people realize, oh, there is nobody left. We got to do something, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, that's a good side note. But I mean, it's very true. And if you're in an auction, you will hit points where. It's the last of a tier, the last of a position, and yep. people have to pay whatever they have to pay. So that's, you don't <laughs> want to put yourself in that in that no. uh, that corner. <laughs> we'll do it. we'll do that another show. Get some auction stuff in there. So, all right, number two, it's Julio Jones. Actually, here, really, my number Julio? two. Yes, my number two. Your number four. Killing and, me, Craig. Yeah, and it's Julio for me. And actually, this would have been like a tie consensus-wise, but the tiebreaker goes to Julio between our, him and the next guy on our list. Oh, gotcha. And it's just, I think, I just have for some reason, I think, who, I mean, it's hard to say. It's just like a, a gut feeling, which is never, I mean, guess, always the greatest thing to go off in fantasy. But I just, I just see a healthy season for Julio. And if he has a healthy season, he's going to be way up there. And that's that's pretty much what this is for me. This is me basing it off of, a healthy Julio Jones. And I think you're probably basing it off of you've seen Julio Jones health problems. It's always something minor, but there's always something there. So I see the I see why people 
would be kind of hesitant. I mean, still one of the top guys, but that's why you might pick the guys below him a little bit higher. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. and I mean, he fell to number four to me, or <laughs> fell to number four for my rankings. But uh, at the same time, when you look at you know his positional rank over the years, um, if, if you just go off the last three, um, he went eighth, second, and then sixth as far as wide receiver rank. Um, yep. And he missed three games within that, uh, two last season and then uh, one in 2014. So it, it's not so much that um, he misses games when he's hurt. He's just always a little bit hobbled. He still puts up crazy numbers. Um, the If you're, you know, nitpicking, for me it's kind of um, he, for some reason, he doesn't catch as much as many touchdowns as these other top wide receivers do. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and he does always seem to get get hobbled uh, of late. So you're never really dealing with 100% of Julio, which would be terrifying to see on a game to game basis. <laughs> yeah, it's in this. I just think he if he stays healthy, this guy's going to be unreal. And so that's why he's there. But I mean, these top guys are all really really good. So I mean, I would take any of these top about probably four or five guys and be completely fine with it. It's just I'll go Julio this time. And what do you? I mean, we'll get to it in a sec. But what do you think for uh, tiers wise? Do you th- do you think there is a? What do you think five guys for the first tier, or would you cut it off earlier? A lot more, I mean, honestly, a lot of people I've been seeing it more are going like a three person tier. I still think it's probably a. To me, it's actually like a five person tier, which is going to be different from your five. I know that already. Oh, really? Based off our ranks. Oh, yeah, but I know who. <laughs> and it's just the difference. It's going to be you know. You're going to have Dez. I'm not going to have Dez. That's the only difference in the, probably the top. I'm going to have, you're going to have Dez. I'm going to have AJ. That's the difference we're going to have. Gotcha. So, actually, I, I, I lied then. I would take, uh, I don't know how I counted five, but I would, I would do four actually. I would say okay. it would cut off right before those guys. And I still go five because I have a different five than you. I have a different four than you. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so that's the only difference. But, it's very, very close. There is not much of a difference. To me, it's still Antonio Brown. He's almost like not a full tier ahead of these guys, but it, you know what I mean? He's almost like slightly ahead. Not much, but slightly, If you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's about it. So it's Julio, and then I guess our number three, it's Odell Beckham, is our number three player. He's both of our number three players in our actual ranks. And, I mean, I, I, I see the people talking about Brandon Marshall there, Evan Ingram, now Sterling Shepard, who knows what his injury status is going to be. But they're saying those are, that's going to take away targets from Odell Beckham. Yeah, and I, I don't see it. I, if Odell Beckham's out there and he has less attention, it's only going to help Odell Beckham in my mind. I, I just don't, I don't get that whole narrative of Brandon Marshall's there, so now Odell Beckham's going to suffer a little bit. And I, I don't see it. I don't know. Don't I don't no, see that. I, I mean – where else is he going to throw it to? I mean, you have a rookie tight end, and your run game is brand new. I mean, you have Paul Perkins actually taking the feature back role for the first time. Um, you have Eli, who likes to throw it a lot. And Odell Beckham is by far, and I say this by far because it's important, because Brandon Marshall's not the old Brandon Marshall. He's not a dominant wide receiver anymore. He's a wonderful number two. Um, and I, I think he will take pressure off of Odell, like Craig said. But I think it's going to be the Odell Beckham show once again. And uh, the last three years that he's been in the league for three, um, he's finished uh, fifth twice, and then last year he finished fourth overall in wide receiver. Uh, the guy is, I mean, he's just phenomenal. And yeah. he can put up game, like, week-winning 
games. I mean, he, he really is that kind of special player. And the scary part is he could easily be the number one wide receiver, and I wouldn't blink an eye. Um, he's just not as safe as, say, the other couple of guys above him. But Odell being number one, not that far off. No, not at all. I could see a season where he's the number one guy. That wouldn't surprise anybody. But you could see a season where he, you know, he, he seems to be an emotional player. You know what I mean? You could see that something happened <laughs> with that. If, you just, it's Odell Beckham. You just don't quite know. All right. Number four, it's Mike Evans. He's your second ranked player. He's my fifth ranked player. I've actually dropped him a couple spots. It's not, I didn't drop him because of, basically anything about him i dropped him because i like players below him better that's the only reason he actually dropped he's still he's going to be great i mean what was your reasoning for having him so high it's basically the targets are going to be there pretty much yeah i mean i, I think the only reason people put him a little bit lower you know he's still in the usually in the top five kind of like where you have him but um yeah most of the the argument against him is the fact that his targets are gonna, not going to be anywhere uh, close to where they were last year, and he was. He was a target monster. He got a ton of them. But I actually think with this added uh, kind of weapons on the offense, I think it will take a little pressure off of him. He's not going to be the only guy catching balls. Um, so yep. last year he had 96 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 12 TDs. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see how – I don't. I really don't see – I don't think it's going to fall off that much. I think – He's 6'5". He's a huge guy. He's a red zone target. I, I think 12 TDs is very repeatable for this individual person. Um, yep. I, I think Jameis Winston can make another step forward as a, a quarterback, which can only benefit him. And I think with the, Sean Jackson stretching the field, he actually might be able to get a few more receptions. I do worry about his yards maybe falling off a little bit, but not a lot. And last year, 12 TDs got this guy to be the number one wide receiver, um, you know, in all fantasy yeah. football. So um, having him number two, I don't think is a stretch personally. Um, the other guys do come with upside, but you could kind of make that, you know, for, for anyone. Um, I think any one of yeah. these four guys could be number one this year. And my guess is Mike Evans is going to be a TD monster once again. If he repeats those yards, he's probably going to be number one. Yeah. And again, it's the same, it's the same argument as with Odell Beckham. People are saying, oh, the, you know, now I got Deshaun Jackson there. He's, you know, O.J. Howard, they're going to take away targets. No, I, I just feel like that opens everything up more. In an elite player like that, he's just going to be more open. He's going to get more opportunity to really dominate. I, I mean, I, I hate that argument in the other way. You know, they put somebody else there. It's not like, okay, shoot, if, the, if you put Odell Beckham opposite of him, maybe he'll take away some right. targets. You know what I mean? But – you're not putting you're not putting a player of the same caliber on the other side. That's no, the I, difference to me. And unless you do that, like it's not going to take away. Exactly. It's going to help. Really, I mean, OJ Howard's a rookie. Once again, as much as talented as he may be, rookie tight ends usually take a little while to develop. And how many more targets is he going to get than you know last year's tight end? Uh, and then Deshaun Jackson really he doesn't get that many balls thrown his way, right? I mean. He, he makes it on no, 50. He, yeah, exactly. He's going to stretch he, he the field. Gets, you know, 50 grabs. And do you think that's going to be that much different between throwing to, uh, you know, Humphreys last year and the kind of, you know, the guys that rounded out that, that roster that are still there? But so I, I don't think it's going to hurt him at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I think it will help him. So, no. um, you know, like I said, I think it will probably be around the same range. I think he might even – he might be able to get a few more receptions. Uh, I think he could have hit 100. Um, I just don't know if that yardage will quite be there because I think maybe he'll take a few shorter passes yep. here and there. All right, number five is going to be A.J. Green. Ends up being our number fifth player. He's my fourth, your sixth. 
I just kind of really, I think AJ's going to have a big year. I mean, you really, I mean, you look at the stats from last year and take it over 16 games and it was going to be a ridiculous season. Don't know if he can sustain that kind of pace quite, but I can see just big things happening this year. I think they're going to have a little better running game too. It just might help everything in that offense possibly. It's just, I'm, I'm big on AJ right now and it's just kind of, He's the only. That's the only reason Mike Evans actually dropped for me is just because AJ passed him. It's not it, Mike dropped. It's just AJ. I just really, really think it's gonna be a great season. I don't know. I'm just think, thinking there's gonna be big things happening there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing you can do but love AJ Green. I, I don't know. It's very hard <laughs> yep. because I feel, you know, I, I feel like that was a cutoff right before him. I feel like uh, one through four cutoff, and then I feel like it's AJ and Dez. Um, him and Dez, I've, to me, are very, very similar players. I think AJ probably has more upside for yardage. This makes up for that in TDs, um, especially with the Elliott suspension looming, but we'll get to that. But, um, I, I mean, when he's healthy, when he plays a full 16-game schedule, uh, the last three times he's played a full schedule, he's been the fourth wide receiver, fifth, and eighth. Um, you know, the, the two, 2014, and then obviously last year, he missed a combined nine games. I guess that's a little bit of a worry, but supposedly he's healthy. I'm going to take his word for it. Um, he's obviously the, once again, just like any of these players, probably the most dangerous player on the field when he's uh, in the game. And like you said, I think Mixon and, you know, having Hill and Geo, if they get that run game, I think it actually will help him. And I think same thing with John Ross. I think he, he's the Sean Jackson yeah. of that. So he can stretch the field. AJ can get open a little bit easier. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. When you start getting right here, I think it's a little bit jumbled, and all I can do is give the guy love. <laughs> Yo, number six is Dez. We just talked about a little bit. He's mm-hmm. your fifth player. That's what you have him ahead of AJ, but he's my seventh. He's, he dropped just a spot for me to seven. But it's still, he's he's going to, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be really good. I guess my hesitation is. I mean, guys, can't be a hesitation. He's still a top seven wide receiver for me. He's our six. He's not really a hesitation. It's just how good is Dak Prescott, I guess. I just need to see more from Dak. I think he's going to be good enough to make Dez a really good player. But that's, I mean, that's really, that's the only, only hesitation, I guess. But, again, if you take his numbers over a 16-game stretch, they're really impressive. Again, like, people are looking at it like, what, he had, what, 50? Like, no catches, basically, it seems like. But... He didn't play all those games. You stretch that out, and those touchdowns are there. And I just see it, it's probably going to be a little better with Dak this year, a little bit, you know, if a year under the belt now. I think they should be a little better. But I guess if that's the hesitation, it's just maybe maybe it's the quarterback. That's why I actually dropped him one spot below Jordy. I put Jordy ahead of him because of how good that offense in Green Bay is. But it's not no, much of a difference. This is one that um, because of the Elliott news, I actually – felt secure in putting him above AJ and Jordy. Um, it, I almost moved him down before, when I thought Elliott was going to play a full season because I think that does hurt a bit because it's, it really is so um, efficient, that run game behind that line. Um, but Dez, you know, just like AJ, um, he has had some battles with injury. It was the last two years. Um, he missed three games last year. Um, and then nine, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> seven games the, the year before that. But the three years before that, he was completely healthy for an entire season. And much like AJ, he was the third best wide receiver, seventh, and then fourth. Um, so, I mean, the big playability is insane. Yep. And I, I worry a little bit less about uh, the quarterback situation. He was very efficient to 
um, throw a few more interceptions and, you know, probably go through a little bit of more of a sophomore slump. Not saying he won't be good quarterback, but I'm not sure if he'll put up the numbers he did last year. Um, but he still threw eight touchdowns to Dez, and that's with yep. him missing three games, and that's with Dez really being hobbled for many more. So, obviously, they already have a good rapport. He almost went for 800 yards, um, and especially if they have to lean on him for, and I don't know how many games it's going to be, but I the last thing I heard was possible four-game suspension for Elliott. Um, if that happens, whew, I mean, they're going to have to lean on him, and they're going to lean on him anytime they go to the air. Um I don't know. I Man. just I, I think the situation that he is in is very, very good. And, and he's also a, a, a very, very uh, uh, physical wide receiver. So he wins a ton of jump balls. And, um, and I mean, just throwing it to, up to, you know, up for grabs in the yep. corner of the end zone when you're anywhere near the red zone is just always a good plan. So that's why he kind of edges these other guys out. But once again, AJ and even Jordy, uh, very, very close. And actually, yeah, even me having him at seven and stuff, I think that's actually higher than some people. He's been he, – I haven't seen him lower for some reason sometimes. I don't understand that. I still think he's a talent. He's above these, you know, next guys after yeah. after our next I, guy, Jordan. I, I, I think he's still above the rest I could see that uh, people are freaking out a little bit because he has been injured for the past two seasons. So I, I get that. Like, if you want to downgrade him for that, uh, I totally yeah. understand. Who hasn't been injured? Who hasn't been injured? Right, I mean, yeah. I swear, everyone's yeah, injured. Exactly. I mean, Jordy, <laughs> just, yeah, was blew out his knee two years. Hey, ago. That's what, next guy, Jordy. He's my he's my sixth year seventh. Jordy's been injured, and he's getting a little up up there in age. I guess that's that's the main hesitation with Jordy Nelson is the age, and waiting for him to kind of fall off because it's nothing else. He can't. It's there. There's no hesitation about how good he was last year. There's no hesitation about the offense he's in, the quarterback he plays with. I mean, that's all great. It's just, is he going to hit that? cliff where he's just kind of not the same player that's that's the worry i don't think it'll happen this year i don't think we saw any signs of that at all last year not i mean usually at least you get some kind of indication and i didn't see anything last year that would tell me he's not going to be one of the top receivers he's just not going to be what number two like he was last year i can maybe not gonna be number two but he's still a top 10 yeah i i'm i'm not that worried about his age i'm i'm on i'm on your bandwagon if you will uh the guy's very very good Obviously, he bounced back from his knee injury in 2015. So, I mean, yep. I mean, unless you're, you can't really worry about the after effects of something like that. Um, I mean, are you worried that he's going to get really slow in one offseason? I mean, he's still playing with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, that offense is so potent. And on top of that, uh, Aaron Rodgers and him have just been unbelievable in the red zone. So his TD production is through the roof. Um, so even if yep. it drops a little bit, he's still, like you said, he'll still end up probably being uh, top ten, if not a top five guy. And yeah, and I'm not, let's see, I'm not worried about the rest of the guys around there because there's so many targets to go around. So yeah. there's no worry. <laughs> it's kind of crazy because the the last uh, the last four seasons he's played a full full season. So four out of six years he's played all sixteen games, and he was. Yep. The second overall wide receiver three of those times, and then he was 12th once. So, I mean, it just shows you how Jeez. crazy potent him and Rodgers have been together, and for a, for a long time now. All right. So, to me, the next guy, this is the start of probably, like, what, the third tier. I think those top seven are the top seven. And we we had them in different orders, but we had the same top seven. This is where we hit, where I, there's more hesitation, I would say. Number eight, Amari Cooper, my eighth, your ninth. And with with Cooper, I mean, I guess there's more hesitation is just because he hasn't quite 
he's been good, but he hasn't been great, like really great like we think he can be. And I think most of that is just his red zone production has been terrible. The guy doesn't catch touchdowns. And I guess you would think that that just seems to be an anomaly, and he has to jump up there and get at least some more. It can't go. I mean, Crabtree's touchdown rate in the red zone is so much better than Cooper's. It just doesn't make sense to me. I have to see that increasing. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, the, his rookie year, he caught six touchdowns, and then this past year, he only caught five. Um, yeah. And especially being a number number one wide receiver and being as athletic as this guy is, um, I, yep. I thought that would be something that – I mean, it can increase, right? That wouldn't be that far off where they could throw a few yep. more balls to him and all of a sudden he's at eight, and that would be in the, yep. the ballpark of where I would expect him to be. The good thing about yep. him is he's trending in the right direction. I realize TD fell off by one, but, you know, yep. not a huge red flag. But his uh, yardage, it went up by, you know, about 100 yards. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess they stayed kind of pat between rookie and um, sophomore season, but as far as his position in the rank, he started his rookie season, he was 24th overall, and then his sophomore season, he was 12th, um, which yep. was a, a pretty giant jump. And if they start giving him a, a little more work, and especially Derek Carr getting that big contract, we think he could also take a step forward, which is always an important aspect to look at. You know, what's your quarterback doing? Hence why we love people that play with Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Um, yep. If Derek Carr takes that next step, I think Amari Cooper, you know, I think it's a no-brainer that this guy is going to be a, a top 10 and probably for years to come. So I'm just kind of waiting for him to step up and kind of be the man. Um, but right now Crabtree is kind of his equal, um, which I wasn't yep. expecting. Uh, even his sophomore year. Well, we've talked about before on this show about the third, fourth year wide receiver breakouts. And I think, I mean, for he's been really good for those, you know, first couple of years. So maybe this is where he really takes that jump. And I, I mean, I think we both think it's there, the possibilities there. I mean, this is not a player I would be surprised if he ended up in the top like three at the end of the year. I think he's that talented. So, yeah, just, I do too. It, I think it really comes down to touchdowns. I mean, really. Yep. You, you yeah. like I said, you add a couple touchdowns and you add another hundred yards, and he's right up there with the big boys. Yeah, I don't, I can't. I wish I could credit this because I can't remember where I read or heard this stat. It was like I can't remember the exact number, but he had basically the same amount of red zone targets as Seth Roberts did last year. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, there, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Does it mean that are are is he? There's no way he's not good in the red zone. I don't know. Just, I don't understand how a player like, like Cooper can be that good and not be good in the red zone. It's just something's off on that. I think it, I think, I think it's just something that will be corrected. I don't know. I did. He's too good. It's going to be corrected. And he doesn't even have to be amazing at it and get all the touchdowns. If he just gets eight to 10 touchdowns, it just increases his value that much more. Yeah. And number nine, Oh no, no, move on. It's hard to do this when we're not, it's harder (laughs) to do this when we're not in the same room. Don't have these, don't have these visual (laughs) cues, you know, (laughs) let's go number nine. This is where I actually get a little hesitation. Um, it's T.Y. Hilton, my 10th, your 8th right now. And I guess the hesitation, it's Andrew Luck's the hesitation. It's not even Hilton himself. It's just what is this situation going to be? If, if Tolzien starts you as the quarterback week one, I mean, can you? I can see week one, if Tolzien's in there, T.Y. Hilton's going to be ranked about 20th in week one rankings for us. You know, it's <laughs> this all depends on if Andrew Luck is there. Yeah, and T.Y. has been unbelievable. I mean, he gets so much yardage that I have to believe, even if it's Tolzien, um, he's still going to get a lot of, you know, 
a lot of targets. He's not going to go away. He's the number one wide receiver, and they're going to need to throw it. Um, so he's not going to fall off completely. Um, so it really depends on how many games we're looking at luck to miss. The only reason T.Y. didn't fall for me, because I think I stayed pat on him, is because I, I think the other guys below him um, do come with a, a few more uh, question marks. And I think T.Y. is good enough to yeah. suffice. And he doesn't really need to do it um, with touchdowns. So like I said, he does it with yardage. So I, I think he can do that no yep. matter who the quarterback is. Um, so I'm not as worried, especially if it's only going to be a game or two. But it's for some reason, he's just this player that I never get excited about. And I don't have a reason for it. It's just kind of – he's just – maybe because I think it, what happens is I'm never excited about back-end either wide receiver ones or RB ones if they actually have to be my wide receiver one or RB one. You know what I mean? I want them as my two, which doesn't quite work that way. But I think that's why I don't get excited. I always want a top-end wide receiver one or – running back one not a not a back end guy you know this is my two I guess maybe that's where I get this kind of strange thing with Hill and I actually I think part of it I don't think I've ever had T.Y. Hill and not a team of mine in all the years playing fantasy football no and I, I haven't either I never to be yeah, honest yeah, I never see, really what is it I don't know what it is about until it. last year I it, didn't it's, really it's, it's, look at him as a wide receiver one I always thought of him yeah. as a top end wide receiver two and you know and just because I've used it in the the uh, other scenarios that we're just talking about, the different wide receivers, what positional rank they would be. But, I mean, the past three years, he was 10th overall in wide receivers, then 22nd, and then 5th. Yep. And that was playing all 16 games. Um, yeah, I, actually, he missed one in 2014 when he was 10th. But So he's very, very durable. He hasn't been hurt. Um, he gets a, a ton of yardage. But even last year, I mean, you look at his numbers, he had 91 catches. For almost 1,500 yards. I mean, that is crazy elite yardage for a wide receiver. But he only had six touchdowns with that. And I don't necessarily see that TD rate going up any. Um, so, and that yardage seems to be at the top too. That's why I, I feel like he's at the, the back end of the top 10. Just because I feel like he's hit almost his, the limit. I mean, how many how many yards can you really get before, you know, before you're just done, before that's as much as you can possibly get. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it, I mean, but if, if Locke's healthy, I think the guy's going to be great. It's just, eh, man, I don't know. Yeah. but Not, not down on him, but just. No, it's but just, that's why we didn't put him, just, or I, at least that's why I didn't put no. him in the top five like he finished last year. No, let's be honest. It's like, for some reason, he's just not a guy I get excited about, but that's not always a reason not to get somebody. Like, I was never excited about Doug Baldwin either, you know, that kind of thing. So. Oh, yeah. But we'll be talking about and We'll talk about him in a minute after, you know, couple more players here number 10 is michael thomas my ninth year 10th so we have the exact same top 10 players here and michael thomas it's just he should be the number one in new orleans that's i mean he already had a great season last year there's no cooks we know the reason why he's up there and i don't know if his numbers are really going to increase much from where they were in a way because when you look at it his numbers he was the number one receiver last year numbers wise you know, for the Saints, I can see it being very similar, you know, and I, I, I see people thinking there's going to be this just major, major jump, major increase, but that's, I don't think that's how Drew Brees works. You know what I mean? Like it, he doesn't lock into one target ever. And I don't think he needs to. No, yeah, I, I agree. And last year he, he did have 92 receptions. So, I mean, how many more catches do you think the guy's going to get? He had nine touchdowns with a little over 1100 yards. Like, Rookie season, I totally understand why people are getting so excited. The the guy showed up. I mean, he yep. he was unbelievable as a rookie. 
Um, but now you are actually going. I mean, he technically was a number two, so he was getting thrown to like he was a number one, but he was going against the number two CBs coverage. They were, you know, keying on Brandon Cooks a lot. And like you said, Breeze really does uh, spread the ball around probably more than any other quarterback. He, he does bring it too. So I don't see Michael Thomas getting too many more receptions. Uh, you know, he, maybe he'll get to 100, something like that. Um, but I, I think you have to taper expectations because I, I think it was also the fact that no one's seen this kid before and the fact that he was so good um, caught everyone by surprise. So defenses really couldn't even get, you know, couldn't scheme around it for the first half of the year. Yeah, I don't think anybody quite saw that year coming. I mean, I was a Michael Thomas fan there, but I became a Michael Thomas fan. It was already like week eight, week nine, after we'd seen it. It wasn't something you quite expected. But, I mean, I don't see – like, he's a guy – like, I don't see his numbers going down. I think he's safe, very safe. I just don't see a huge increase, but I don't see a decrease either. So Yeah, yep. And I, He's a sa- very exactly. safe option. I, I really, really like the guy, but um, I think it's premature to, you know, kind of anoint this guy as the next – number one overall wide receiver. Yep. No, I completely agree with that. Now, number 11 is a guy that we are probably going to have ranked a lot higher, I think, than consensus here. Actually, probably quite a bit higher, and that's Keenan Allen. He's your 11th player. He's my 13th, so we're not too far off there. But, I mean, we were seeing him down at 20th there for a while, and it's all about the, the injury concern. But, you know, honestly, I don't have any injury concerns right now. I really don't. He seems to be healthy. Every, all the news has been good. There doesn't seem – I mean, have you heard anything that just like negative-wise about the injury, anything to be concerned about? No, I've only heard positive things, you know, him working out, him running. You know, he's cutting at yeah. full speed now, uh, different stuff like that. So I, I really don't have any worries either. Um, and and really he, he did like his, his past injury, you know, something to kind of worry about. But, you know, it's the same kind of thing that, uh, that AJ just went through. So, you know, and before that it was like a lacerated spleen which is completely just flukish, right? You, I mean, how it's yeah. not going to affect you playing uh, later on. It's just one of the things that happened, and you miss time for it. Then he, right now his ADP is wide receiver 19 right now. And if you're getting him at that, I think you're getting a steal. I really do. What You just picked him up in our auction the other night as your third receiver. That is just – Keenan Allen is a third receiver. That is you can't that You can't get any – better than that i don't feel like and the way he's going is sometimes you can get that because he's just not being valued there which i mean i don't I, I don't again i don't understand it i mean i guess i think sometimes people get too worried about injuries this isn't like sammy watkins is ranked four spots ahead of him in adp right now sammy watkins i like i, I do personally like sammy watkins is here but he has foot injuries that seem to linger that's a little that's a concern that's a big concern that's something to be worried about. Keenan Allen hasn't had these injuries to be that concerned about, I feel like. Just a different thing. So I don't see how how can you have Sammy Watkins four spots ahead of Keenan Allen. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, that's hard to swallow. I, I think Sammy Watkins is incredible talent, but I worry about his health far more than I worry about Keenan yep. Allen's. Yep. Um, and just to give a little background, too, because I know Keenan Allen has been hurt the past two years, so you kind of forget about him. Um, but – in 2013, when he was a rookie, I mean, he really came out of nowhere. He played 15 games. He got over 1,000 yards receiving and eight touchdowns. And yep. that was still when Antonio Gates was at his prime or, you know, kind of at the end of his prime. Um, and they had other other wide receivers there. He wasn't the number one guy. And then the next year, he played 14 games. Um, 
and you know kind of had a, a regression a bit. So um, he di- he did miss two games, but he ended up with uh, almost 800 yards receiving and then four TDs. The following years, when he got hurt with that lacerated spleen, he made it through eight games, but he was just going nuts. So he yep. had 67 receptions for 725 yards and four touchdowns already, and that was in half a season. And then obviously last year he played like half a game, had <laughs> six catches for 63 hey, yards let's, and blew let's... out his knee. Let's break that down between over 16 games. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's the thing. He will be a he will be the number one wide receiver. We don't know what's going to happen to Mike Williams. It, which it, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound promising for this year. No. And, um, I mean, th- the guy is a target monster, especially in PPR. I think this guy is going to be incredibly deadly. I think um, he's going to be closer to that eight touchdowns, and I think he can put up – really really good yardage yep um, I, I think this offense is just built to kind of explode and it's going to give him a lot of room just to run wild yep i agree 100 percent. i think it's like i mean we're the podcast of keenan allen i think <laughs> we're it's one of his biggest advocates and i i mean i think he's he's as a wide receiver too he's probably the best safest option he's a perfect wide receiver too and i guess for you a wide receiver three which is even better but it, <laughs> it just you I don't see I don't see that many better options, more safer. Maybe except for this next guy, he's probably just as safe as Doug Baldwin, number twelve. He's my twelfth or thirteenth. He's probably just about as safe as Keenan Allen, I would think, in that kind of role. I, I mean, Doug Baldwin again. I said like T. Y. Hill, and he's kind of a guy. He's kind of yeah. I guess he's more on the boring side to me, as you would say. I never I never have him on my teams, but I've been this year. I've really been looking at him a lot more, and I think I personally think Russell Wilson's gonna have a little bit of a bounce back. If he's healthy, I think Doug Baldwin will be the recipient of that, or at least keep his numbers where they've been. You know what I mean? Not, I don't see Doug Baldwin jumping up anything, but I don't see him going down. If he stays where he's been, that's a great wide receiver two option. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the past two years, he's ranked seventh overall in wide receiver and then tenth. And it's kind of funny because people will always sleep on this guy. What I consider a very unsexy pick. So, you know, yep. he's not he's not a very large wide receiver He's not uh, doesn't put up prolific yards, and he just does everything really, really well. And he happens to be, you know, Russell Wilson's favorite target. So last year he had 94 receptions, a little over 1,100 yards, and seven TDs. Um, I think that's very, very safe to say. That's about what he's going to do again. Um, and I, I still don't know who the number two receiver. I mean, it's gonna be, but maybe, maybe, maybe Paul Richardson, but, man, Paul, Paul yeah, Richardson. I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> the the wide receiver two has never really put up major numbers. No, it's, um, it's but not with Jimmy Graham. Too much. Yeah, but with Jimmy Graham, I think that's been a nice um, addition for them because I think that helps take a little pressure off of him. And I think, I mean, it seems like he just strives under the pressure of being a number one that's constantly overlooked. Yep. So, I, like you said, I think he's very, very safe. One that you're going to pick and everyone is like, ooh, I wish I had him. But he's going to be on your roster every single week. He's going to put up numbers, and you're going to be really, really glad you had him. Yeah, and again, this is a, it's a great wide receiver too. It's probably... I mean, some of these other guys we're going to talk about here, these last, as we end off the list and these last three guys, these three are a little bit more risky, I think, sometimes. Number 13 is DeAndre Hopkins. My 11th, your 15th. That 11 ranking, oh, I, I'm i already looking at that like, man, I think I might want to drop him. I mean, I did this ranks like, I finalized them a couple hours ago. And I already think maybe... <laughs> I want to drop DeAndre behind Keenan and Doug Baldwin, which they became in the ranks thanks to you. But, <laughs> you know, 
guess, I guess my thought with DeAndre there at 11, I mean, it's just there is some huge potential if he has just a competent quarterback there. That's, he seems to like, if you've heard the, the news coming out, is he seems to like Tom Savage there. And we've actually, we've already ranked it as such. We think Savage should be the guy. I think we, we both ranked it that way. And I think Savage will start as the quarterback. And if DeAndre Hopkins wants Tom Savage to be the quarterback, I think Tom Savage should be the quarterback this year. That's kind of how I see that one to be. Um, but you, you've ranked him a little bit little bit lower than me and I guess it's just the hesitation is just how bad last year was and if they don't have a good quarterback situation yeah and I mean let's be honest I don't think it's gonna be as bad as Osweiler was but it's still Tom Savage I mean we we don't know a lot about this guy as far as I know he wasn't even prolific in college and now you're expecting him to put up big numbers in the NFL I I think he can be better for Hopkins but I think you're kind of dreaming if you think that this will allow Hopkins to return to um you know, was it 2014 when he was sixth wide receiver overall? Or was 2015? it 2015? 15, yep. 15, so only two years ago. Um, so I think, and but this is a great part. So if he was, if it was purely on talent, this guy would be a top 10 wide receiver without a doubt, probably top five. Um, oh, yeah. Really, when you, you're, you know, you're handcuffed by your quarterback. So last year he was 38th. <laughs> I mean, very pedestrian, and you had to draft him like he was a top seven, top five guy. And he he played all 16, didn't he? He did, yeah. He hasn't missed a game yet in his career, so that's good. Man, yeah, but he just needs somebody to throw the ball that can do it. I don't know. Maybe Savage can do it. I don't know. So It it worries me. It's like actually looking at this. But that's, man, maybe he's completely ranked here because of potential, and maybe that's not the way to do it in a way. You know, it's kind of. It's a little worrisome. Yeah, I, I think this is you, probably around the area where you would want to get him. Um, and I think you would have to get him probably around here because I don't think he's going to drop too much farther because people will have love for him because he's so athletic. But he, he scares no, me a lot. I think he comes with um, a lot of worry that week to week he's not yep. going to produce like he like he could if he had a, a better quarterback. Well, and we have him 13th, and he is ADP 13 right now. So we have him right there where mm. he actually is being drafted. So – we're, we're right on there. But then we'll move to the next guy. Number 14, it's Alshon Jeffrey. He's your 12th. He's my 15th. And, again, this is another one that just there's some question marks. He's been injured a lot. He's on a new offense. I mean, it's tough because you don't really know what to expect. And, again, this is another – it feels like we got some of these guys here that are completely based off these guys could be this good if everything – doesn't, everything doesn't have to fall right. They just have to be pretty decent. And Alshon's great. It's just, can he stay healthy? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it. I mean, the guy is incredibly talented. So in, in 2013, he played his first full season, right? And he was the number ninth wide receiver. And then he was the 12th in 2014. And then the injuries started mounting up. He only played nine games in 2015 and then only 12 last year. Um, so when he's healthy, he is worth every penny. He's amazing. And, you know, he played with Cutler. Um, very kind of, you know, a fine quarterback, especially for him, big arm. Um, I think Wentz is going to lean on him very, very heavily. And if he stays healthy, he is a very safe player to have in the top 15. Um, and he could easily make it in the top 10. That's that's how good he is. He will be a red zone threat. I mean, he's 6'4", 230 pounds. The, the guy is huge, and he, he has great hands. So, I mean, do you bank on him missing – 
you know, four games, or do you bank him pretty much playing the entire season? That's that's what it's going to come down to. Well, and I think the reason you can take risk like guys like Hopkins maybe and, and Alshon here as like wide receiver twos is we feel like, and we'll get into this in the next wide receiver episode, is these wide receiver threes you can get. There's a lot of safe wide receiver threes. So you can kind of take a chance on one of these guys and hope they break out and you really get something special. And then you get a wide receiver three and a wide receiver four that if for some reason doesn't work out, they probably slip slide right into your lineup no problem. Yeah. That's and I do have to say, I, I like the fact that he's kind of betting on himself because he is, he is on a one-year contract. Yep. So if the guy doesn't play, uh, he's going to be hurting to sign another major contract. So I, I feel like anytime you put the ball in these guys' hands, no pun intended, but when you put it the ball in the they're going to show up and they're going to make sure that they stay healthy and they do have to, what they have to do in order to succeed because otherwise their careers could be cut short. And let's be honest, that's the last thing yep. in the world that these, these competitors want. All right, one last guy. Number 15, it's going to be Brandon Cooks. You're number 14. He's my 17th. I have a couple guys ahead of him, but, I mean, obviously, this is they're very interchangeable right here, I'd say. And, again, Brandon Cooks, another player in a new situation. There's not really the injury concern here. He's just always been, what, a boomer bust player with, I mean, a little bit. He's been a little better than I, I wouldn't say he's like a Deshaun Jackson type. He's a little, I think he's better than that. But what should we expect with Cooks in New England? I mean, is I don't quite see him being Randy Moss, you know, 2007 or whatever that year was. But I don't quite see him being Brandon Cooks of the Saints either. You know what I mean? It's not – I don't know what to expect with Brandon Cooks in, in that – New. I, don't, I guess I just don't know what to expect from New England. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit foggy for this one. I, I think we all agree that he's a – talented wide receiver he's not a huge guy he's not really a red zone threat but I mean last year he did have eight touchdowns and he had he he was closing in on 1200 yards and that was really on uh, 78 receptions so there's definitely room to grow so you can kind of see how how deadly he is because the guy can get a lot of yards I mean he is a big threat guy um, because of his speed and route running I, I think he's a good fit in New England but it really worries me to um push him up the ranks because of that because once again much like Breeze Brady doesn't care who he throws it to and you still have Julian Edelman there yep. who gets a lot of targets because he he catches everything um, very you know usually intermediate routes um, so if if Cook kind of finds his groove um, or his role in that offense where he can especially if it's going to be kind of a, a bigger play guy Oh, man, they, the sky the, yep. is the limit for him. He really is. Once again, he's, he's not going to be really ready. Most, but at the same time, he once again, he could be a guy that skyrockets up here. But um, to draft him higher than he is right now, I think that's just – that would be a little bit of blind luck. Yeah, and I mean, that offense is going to be ridiculous. I mean, just thinking about that. If you have a healthy Gronk with Cooks and Edelman and all those receivers, all those running backs, I mean, it's just – it's going to be – really really good i just don't know what that means individually except for tom brady and gronk are about the only two you can really expect huge seasons for if they're healthy it's just the other ones they're gonna have like brandon cooks like if you're playing like a best ball league where you know you basically just get their best weeks he's a great option for that it's just in a regular league like you know we usually talk about it's hard sometimes to pick those weeks so that's your only hesitation with it but maybe he's going to be completely different and he's going to be there every week We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, it, it did feel like him and him, Michael Thomas kind of traded off and on. Yep. Um, yeah, you wonder if since he doesn't really have a, a guy that's like Michael Thomas, 
I'm on yep. the other side of him. Much more um, conservative, uh, great hands, Edelman kind of guy, where is more of a possession guy, even though he's a smaller wide receiver. Um, you're wondering yep. if this will allow him to kind of dominate all of those those longer throws that they might be able to squeak out, especially when they're trying to make sure that they, you know, keep Gronk in check, which is, you know, <laughs> how <Yep>. the Patriots <laughs> mismatch every single person on the field. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it for our top 15 wide receivers. Got through that one pretty decently. Uh, hopefully everyone bears with us as we, you know, have a little bit of the different recording setup. So hopefully everything still sounds good for everybody and get the good info out there for you guys. We have, what, three more episodes this week. I think we're going to do a little, what, auction draft review, kind of talk about the draft we did, but more in the context of, you know, things to watch for. We'll finish up, not finish up wide receivers. We're going to go top 50, we're going to go top 30 receivers on our Thursday episode. We're actually going to finish up receivers next week. We'll keep going up to about like 60, but pretty much we're going to keep going for a while on receivers. There's so many of them. And we'll also have a mailbag. So if you have your mailbag questions, make sure you get them into us. But other than that, I think that's all we got for today. We'll talk to you guys next time.